Blog Talk Radio. Lovers, Steve, so far, has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
seven heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of the meditation portals and elevated walk tools, even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are!
to my brother Hakeem Green from Channel Live. Uh, the brother internet uh, into uh, what is it? he invited me. Looking at this thing, internet. He invited me to um, the Comic Con. I don't know if the family is familiar with Comic Con, but um, Comic Con is an event for people who are into the uh, comic genre. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, it's a it's a three day event out here in New York City to all of my video game enthusiasts and um, you know self proclaimed geeks and whatnot. This one is for you, okay? Comic Con is like that's that's your meeting of the masters, you know what I mean? Like that's your Oscar Awards, that's your All Star Weekend. You feel me? Like that's it right there. That's that's life. So I was privy to uh, go to Comic-Con today and hobnob with the geeks. And I'm not saying that in the in a derogatory way, you know. It's cool to be geeky. I think I got geek tendencies. And um, it was a good event, you know. It was a very well-attended event. It, uh, it blew me away how comfortable, right, and happy and at home, you know, people are when they're able to, you know, delve into the fantasy, get away, get away from reality. You know, I guess that's called taking the blue pill. You know what I mean? Or maybe that's taking the red pill. You never know. You know, but they definitely wasn't in the matrix. They were in their own matrix. I saw a lot of uh, grown-ups, you know, dressed up in um, in um, fantasy attire. Like, you know, it seems as if the video games came to life and these uh these adults. Grown men, grown women, I guess they were fans for life, you know what I mean? You might have started out watching E. T. or you know, uh Raiders of the Lost Ark or something or Star Wars, many of these Star Trek and then you just stuck with it and you used to die hard. You know what I'm saying? So saw a lot of that. You know what I mean? Uh, and it also seems as, as if, you know, because it's called Comic-Con, for Comic Convention, but it seems as if the gaming genre has, you know, taken a, a greater foothold in that whole, um, that whole, uh, you know, just that whole genre, you know what I'm saying? Like gaming, that whole gaming raise is basically, you know, the um, that's really the heart of it now. So all of the major titles, all of the major uh, companies, Ubisoft, EA, uh, Namco, you know what I mean? I'm just shooting off different uh, brands or companies, corporations that I saw there with their uh, booths and their presentations, which were like, mad, crazy, you know what I'm saying, like 20 feet, 30 feet tall, um, you know what I mean, like million-dollar setups and whatnot. It, it was impressive for somebody who's into that stuff, into the whole gaming fantasy world, 
and things of that nature. One thing that was very uh, predominantly missing from the scene, you know what I'm about to say, so you already know, is uh, our people, of course, you know, and and, and not on on the side of customer, because we'll always be places as customers. You don't really have to worry about that. That's that's almost a shoo-in. That's almost a guarantee at any event. You're going to find us there spending some money and participating. But on the flip side, which is very, which is very important to me, is our presence behind the tables. And that's just working for somebody, you know what I mean, being a creator or being someone who is, um, you know, calling a shot. Like you on your Clark Kent every day, you're living in different realities and one reality, but you live in like three different realities. So you almost have to hide your superpowers. You almost have to hide or mask, you know, um, the power that you possess because you can't, Superman can't walk around midtown Manhattan, you know what I mean, amongst the people. He got to fly over them and to take care of business and whatnot because he would be a, a, an anomaly. So in order to fit in, he has to dumb himself down. In order to fit in, he has to mask himself. You know what I'm saying? And turn into Clark Kent and be goofy and, and you know, awkward and whatnot and, and, and be imperfect like humans are. You know, display, display, you know, human characteristics and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And be judged you know, judged by the fellow man and fellow woman and whatnot. So when it comes to something like that, I totally can relate, totally can relate. I get frustrated being in my Clark Kent persona every other day. I get super frustrated because it's not the best persona to be in, you know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to, you know, jump in that booth and just, you know, fly away, you know what I'm saying? I want to get my super head rule on all day because it's, you know, it's refreshing, you know what I'm saying? But you have to ask yourself, and I've seen in the movies as well, Superman necessarily couldn't even be Superman 24-7. Yeah, he had to turn up. He had to turn down. Turn up for what? You know, turn down for what? Yeah, he had to turn down sometimes and get his clock kindled on so he could recharge and refresh, you know what I mean? You know, he wanted to bag Lois. He wanted to bag her. He wanted her to love her, him for him, not because he flies around and all of that and got red bottoms and uh, he's jumping from building to building and things like that. He wanted her to appreciate the awkward, goofy side of him. You know what I mean? The imperfections of him. The uh, the characteristics that were not, you know, superhero. You know what I'm saying? That were not godlike. You know, she wanted he wanted her to appreciate just the flaws. You know, that's you always hear people say, you know, it's, it's, it's like when you hear so-called rappers or whatnot, they're like, yeah, you know, it's hard to get a girlfriend now or a lady to appreciate me for who I am because I got bread now. You know, it's hard. Like, it's not really easy or whatnot, you know, because all, all, all they know me for is my celebrity. I can't get a person to know me for who I am because they're already encapsulated in that spell. They see the superhero in them. You feel me? So in these modern day times, 
your Jay-Z's, your P. Diddy's, your Birdman's, your Weezy's, and all of these people, those could be considered like superheroes, superheroes in a way. Don't get it twisted, family. I know the Puritans and, you know, don't, don't, don't take it outside of the context. I'm not venerating or saying that these people are great beings. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they could fly or go through walls and whatnot. But if you were ever in the industry or if you were ever in the entourage amongst certain artists and whatnot, and I'm not talking about the corner rapper, the dude that was just hot on your block. I mean, like, international global superstars. Like, I've been on tour with Pitbull. You feel me? I've, I've been, you know, in many, many, many occasions and events with the dude. So I've seen people in their superstar, superhero mode where people basically bow down, like, you just coming through, people falling out and all of that stuff. It's crazy. You know, that could become somewhat overwhelming to a person who just wants to be human sometimes. So some people find themselves secluding themselves from reality or or, or, or the public. They, 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 they find places where they can hide out because they don't want the, the paparazzi or they don't want people all in their face and they don't want people watching them as they walk and watching them as they eat and whispering and stuff like that. That's an eerie, strange feeling. Believe you me. That's why I said earlier that Superman couldn't walk amongst the mortals, you know what I mean, because it would be it would be awkward. It would be too awkward. He would be an anomaly standing out from the crowd. That's why we converge and we meet in places where we could let our case down. You feel me? Or we could be our superhero selves and we could become, you know, like, we open up the line and let some of our guests come on and 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 and, and um, expound on their intellect and let it go. You know what I'm saying? And drop these bombs and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like drones out because you necessarily can't do that at ten nine to five, or you can't do that on a block, or you can't do that in the living room with Ray Ray and the rest of them. It's not that easy. You know they're looking at you like you're trying to hum a stunt or you're trying to be the sharpest tool in the box or you just want to tend, I don't know what is it, you know, all of the inconsistencies and whatnot that people get caught up in when you start to shine and show the truth and when you show your higher self, when you reveal, you take that mask off and you reveal that superhero, that great person that you are. People get intimidated. Feel me? They don't, they're not comfortable with that if that's not your peers, if you're not amongst, so if, the, if that's not a league of extraordinary men and women amongst you, they're going to get into That's like Superman walking into a, a gym and whatnot and just going ham. Like, who do you think? Everybody's going to be, you know, happy for him. Like, everybody's going to be, you know what I'm saying? They're just going to be all, they're going to feel lesser than. So, God bless these forums. You know what I mean? God bless, you know, the lecture scene, the lecture circuit, chipping circuit, and other places where brothers and sisters are allowed to um, basically, uh, you know, turn into, you know what I'm saying, get they turn from Bruce Banner to the Hulk or go from Petey Parker to Spider-Man or uh, Clark Kent to Superman and whatnot. You feel me? Like, that's, that's, we need these things or we will burn out. So that's what this is. Let me, give me one minute, though. Let me go into this phone. I got to see if our guest for the night in the building because we will get right into it immediately. Alright? Give me one second.
Be right with your family. Give me uh, one minute. Be with you in one minute. And if there's anybody out there with a laptop, right, that you may have, you know, you might have upgraded and got you a tablet. You're not really dealing with that laptop at this moment. I don't care what it is, an Acer, HP, Mac, it doesn't matter, okay? My little trusty assistant, yeah, she died. She, You know, she crashed. She had enough. And um, we definitely need... If there's anybody out there, you know, who got an extra Mac or a computer, or laptop or whatnot, um, holler at us on Facebook or hit us up on um, ktlmedia.com. You know what I mean? We would definitely appreciate that, you know. So, give me one second. Put it like this, Brother Seth, if you are on the line, if you are in the call queue, do me a favor, call me on my line. We may be able to pull a three-way because this studio thing is giving me a headache right now to open up. So we'll take it. We could do it like that. If you want to call in on a three-way, I'll bring you directly in. We can rock. And then uh, I'll figure it out as we go along how to open up for this uh, for the uh, callers during the Q&A segment. Yeah, call back.
give us one minute, family. One minute. Un momento. Yeah, brother Seth, hit me back. All right, there we go. Rock wow. You in? Is, is anything finally, uh, anything finally Yeah, baby. Y'all don't know how to, y'all don't know, yeah. I'm doing this off my jack, man. Y'all don't know how challenging this thing is, man. I just came from a, a, a convention center full of geeks, baby. Like, I should be able to geek this thing out. <laughs> I'm so analog right now, like I'm embarrassed. Yeah, but we in the building, though. You know, it is what it is. You feel me? Like I said, family, if y'all got a computer, man, don't be, don't be, you know, don't be too proud or nothing like saying that. You know what I'm saying? If it's just sitting there gathering dust, you know, and we, we need that over here. As many computers as possible because we're doing a lot of things, man. You know, it takes hardware to build this thing. Like, just I spoke to one of the developers at the video game at the one of the video game um, stands today. You know, one of a multi-million dollar video. I think it was Biohazard or something. And I was like, how many computers does it take to render these games and put this stuff together? And he told me they got a facility with about 200 supercomputers. It was like a super. He was like one of our computers is akin to like five or six juiced up max. It was like it's hundreds of them shits and we all work together. I was like, you see, yeah, yeah. No wonder. No wonder y'all pulling in. No wonder, uh, what was that, 800 million in two days with Grand Theft Auto 5? Yeah, they got a real, they got a real big subculture out there, big. 
Got a huge, yo, a, a, a huge subculture dealing with. And it was interesting. You, you hear me, Seb? Because we went to school together, you know, when we were younger. And we remember the, uh, the, 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 the brothers and sisters that went to school that were labeled geeks. Oh, yeah. Yo, you might know Jermaine, B, because he went to school with this brother named Jermaine. I forgot his last name. He working for he was working for DC. He was facilitating the, the the Superman exhibit. Oh yeah, like yeah, he was facilitating the whole Superman jump off. They had all the Superman suits from the beginning all the way up to the all black one that he had on in the movie. Like they had the red and blue one that he had on in the movie. Then they, I didn't even know they had an all black one. Kind of dope. I took a picture in front of it. But anyway, they. These so-called geeks, you know what I mean? These nerds that people used to make fun of and whatnot and intimidate, made them feel lesser than, you know, real talk. Like, they made them feel inferior. Does that conversation sound familiar? Because now we have a, a race of, you know, people that would talk about superior, white superiority and the inferior complex that, quote-unquote, black people have. But inside that black people circle, Y'all have classes of other people that y'all make feel inferior. Nobody talks about that. You know? Nobody talks about the, the, the different the classism that exists within Negrohood or black people. And we talking about what we, we, we talking about the victimization that we at the hands of other people. What about the people we victimize on a daily? put them in sub subgenres and whatnot. So this subgenre, right, it's almost like the movie called Revenge of the Nerds because this subgenre is winning right now. This subgenre has a world of their own that they're super comfortable in. Like everybody was getting along. Everybody was happy. You feel me? Like Spider Man was stopping to, to take pictures with Wolverine. You know what I'm saying? Like Storm was flocking upon a, a rogue and whatnot, and they was flicking it up. You know, um, the, the turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I've seen them run up on SpongeBob. Like everybody was getting it along. They all coexist. They all, you know, it, it's, it's, it was interesting. It's very interesting. A little dose of reality. Huh? Yeah, I guess it was a little dose of reality. Yeah. Yes. A little balance we don't normally see. Definitely, definitely. And it really just, it shocked me how many, you know, I mean, it it, it shouldn't have shocked me, but, you know, this is this is Friday. It's on, it's on for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I know they told me don't come back tomorrow. I said I was going to bring my son. They said, no, it's going to be a zoo because this Saturday is when the children come in. Friday is when the grown children were there because, you know, the, the children were at school. So Friday was for the grown children, the people that were in their 30s, 40s, 50s. I even saw, like, 60-year-olds, you know, totally in costume, in character. You couldn't even break their character. They were they were that video game character, you know. And I was just like, wow, this, this like, this is people's lives. Like, they, they really ride for this. You know, this is their escape. Yeah. yeah. This is I their escape. 
you know, and it is, you know, I don't know how, like, for people in the conscious community to deal with high levels of um, information and whatnot. I spoke about this before. I don't know if they realize how deep into fantasy they may even be or the benefits that they could have if they if they jump into fantasy, you know, because these characters that have been created, not all of them, family, you know, not every single one of them, but from what I saw when I was looking around and just looking at the symbols and the logos and the, the motifs and whatnot, people have taken information and they, they created, they interjected that into the fantasy world and they monetized it and commercialized it. Yeah. And, and they immortalized it as well because you can't take away the impact of a Superman or the X-Men. Yeah, it was modeled after the Panthers and um, uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm. But yeah, he took that. He took that. He took that. Uh, uh, and he took it, Stanley and, and, and um, Jack, what is that, Kirby. They went ahead and took those examples and they flipped it, right? They took the DNA and they took it and, and they alchemized it into something else, and now that lives on forever. It's called imagination, family. Like that's where it's at. Imagination, creation, creating things with this raw information, with this raw knowledge, with these pieces of coal. I always said that anybody who comes in the community and says that the information can't feed you, and what has the information done for me lately? That that should that should be an automatic, you know, alarm. Like something should go off. Feel me? That's 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 no. That's a blind right there. That's not real. Nobody should even talk like that, because you could do anything that you want with anything that you have if you're crafty enough. You don't go when people go into colleges. You go into different colleges with the full knowledge that you're going to go in there to pick up some skills or you're going to pick up a trade or you're going there to pick up something that you could utilize in the real world. Same thing with this information. When you come into these schools of knowledge and these schools of thought, you're supposed to be able to apply that which you learned and picked up, whether it may be occultism, metaphysics, um, you know, you name it, Morris science, whatever it is. Pan-Africanism, you should both be able to apply that in real time, in the real world, and take that wherever you so please to take it, to the stars or to the outer galactical systems if need be. Nothing is given to y'all. Like, there's no magic way out of this. You got to work for yours. Well, has to be practical. Has to be. Has to be practical, you know. But a lot of this information is information that um that you already have, you know. Already possess it. Yeah. Some people have already. Well, um, created such, such a. Uh, I mean, we've uh, created such a problem for ourselves, but we we were not able to solve it. But the equation, the solution. I mean, everything is in our face, bluntly in our face, and we just don't have the faculties. To um, arrange it in a in a uh, in a particular degree that's um, comparable, that's cognizant, that we can utilize our cognizance. You know what I see though, and I may be I may be you know I may be a little on with it or maybe a little off with it, but people are looking to get lucky. 
it, it really seems like people are just looking to be lucky. They just they just want a day where they just get lucky. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people just want to hit a lick. They just want to get that luck, a streak where everything goes right. I just want to, you know what I mean? Like, I've read enough books. I just want a day. I want to have a day where I'm just lucky. And I'm like, really? You know? Really? Yeah. Did, did, did that happen in any of the books that you read? Like, it, it, I've watched thousands of lectures and, and read hundreds of books, and nobody was lucky. There's no lucky people in none of those books. Nobody just had a stroke of luck like that. Even people who hit the lotto do the history on their whole story. There's no luck in that. They had real lives before they hit it and damn sure after they hit it. So where's the luck coming from? Well, I think it'd be lucky if people develop some common sense right now because that's basically all you need. I mean, if it boils down to luck... You know, that's basically really uh, all you need to connect with God, have a little fundamental foundation. It's not really rocket science, actually. Uh, when you closely look at it, it's just misinformation. You know, you don't have the foundation, so you, so you, you know, you build enough quicksand. So um, everything you build must sink. So you know, instead of just keep building and trying to build dome structures and and, you know, pyramid structures and coming up with all these fascinating structures, but you're building it on quicksand, it, it, it really doesn't matter. So, you know, a lot of times you get these intellects, and intellects are fine, but intellects think from a certain component, a certain part of their brain, dealing with the um, cerebellum or the cerebrum, which is basically more of the um, in dealing with motor skills and intellect. That's it. So there's still other parts of the body that, that formulate other aspects of thinking that we were never taught about, dealing with what they would call the solar plexus. And even even another part, which they call the, um, what is it called, the mandula oblongata. And I mean, that's different aspects of self, different components of the body that we actually think from, the solar plexus being the most important. And a lot of times, you know, we don't really, um, we don't really look into that particular uh, degree of thinking and we look into an intellectual component, but we don't look into the uh, emotional uh, component or the astral component of um, where our thoughts transpire and how it emits from our body and whether or not our faculties, our souls, are equipped to emit such high thoughts. Because most people I look at, I can obviously tell their bodies are not capable. Their souls are but faculty that their souls rest in are not capable to emit a high enough frequency because of the lack of um, the energy generated in their organs. Very essential, you know, when you think about the fundamental foundations of your body, you can't really, um, you can't really have an argument outside of yourself, you know, if inside of yourself is um, imbalanced because that's a definite integrity. And with that integrity, it will radiate orically within your uh, magnetic field, your auric field, and this is what you would attract. This is what you would see. This is what you would harness. This is what you would develop. And it's all radiating outside of you because of the lack of imbalance inside of you. So well, let's get into that. That is a very, hold on.
That's a profound statement that I truly feel demands a profound um, explanation, right? Not to say that you need to explain yourself, but I just want to take it a di- I do want to take it further because I've always pondered this uh, that statement and the questions that arise from it. Because are you saying that if one, right, case in point, I got back to New York City um, in the mid-September, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I went away in the end of May. I went into Miami, right? Uh, when I went to Miami, I was surrounded by, you know, I was in a nice area. I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of opulence, a lot of wealth. You know what I mean? It was basically very serene, you know. But I would stand on the porch. I would be on the balcony looking into the bay and all of that stuff. And it and it, it felt like if I was standing on a staring out of a project window, it, it didn't really mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Like it didn't really register like that because I didn't feel like I got away. That you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like you know, oh, I'm 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 in a nice condo. That means that I made it. Like no, that's yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's the illusion. Like there's no making it. You know what I mean? Until we make it. And um, then I went into Texas. Then when I came back into New York, right? This is post Trayvon, New York. I've identified certain things. Okay, this this post Trayvon, New York, is not the same New York that I left. Pre Trayvon. Now, if anybody that's in New York is on the phone and they're listening to this, they may disagree. They may think that I'm trying to style. They may think I'm trying to talk fly against the city. I don't know what it is, but maybe they may agree. I don't know. Who knows? It's just it's up for discussion. Like, holler at me when you see me. We can talk about it. But I know what I see because I left. And I was able to come back and see something. But the million-dollar question is, what am I really seeing? Am I seeing a reflection of the inner? Because the first stop that I got off the bus, I saw pure madness. It was on 125th Street in Lexington um, coming from the airport. If anybody is familiar with 125th Street in Lexington, that is a port, the, the, the Randall's Island, which holds all the, it's a mental, it's an island full of mental, mental institutions. The bus, the the public trust, the public bus that picks up all of the patients. They, it's almost like they empty out arcane asylum and let all of those people come to Harlem and just roam wild, and then they get on the bus later that night and go home. So I happen to get, I happen to come there at the same time that everybody was getting on the bus to go to the um, the insane asylum. So it was like my first entrance into New York was just filled with all kind of, you know, mental health. And, and from that point on, that's all I've been seeing. There's not a day that I don't see some shit that, 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 that completely just has me standing there in bewilderment. Like, I just didn't see that, yo. I know I just didn't see that, yo. Like, I know I didn't hear, I, I know I just didn't see somebody do what I just seen them do. You know? Yeah. And I'm talking about. And I'm from the town. Like I've been, I was, we was, we we was, we was out there when it was crazy. Like I've seen a lot in New York City, but the level of deterioration that I'm seeing at this point is 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 something that you can't ignore. I can't just ignore it and be like, 
you know, I know what it is. Like I, I could, I've, I've, I've had, you know, scholars come on the show, and I've had conversations with other people. Somebody put it best when they said that there's a deterioration of the um, ever since the December 21st, 2012 thing. There's one world that's falling apart, and there's another world that's on the rise. Um, uh, the, 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 the Maya, the illusion as we know it is crumbling and the, the people that are with it are crumbling and losing their minds as well. So that may be what I'm seeing. Could be. But what about the argument that says that everything, if I'm seeing all of this, you know, if, if things, and, and I'm not just talking about that situation. I'm talking about other little situations that I'm seeing in New York and other places is everything coming from inside? Is that what we're saying? Like, if, if I'm witnessing certain things, if somebody is witnessing, you know, instability, if somebody is witnessing, you know, they get on the train every day and they're seeing people wigging out and just going and just being super ratchet, not even, like, regular ratchet. Like, I'm talking, like, it's almost like they're trying to outdo Miley Cyrus ratchet. Like, they're, they're just going super ratchet. Like, is that something that we could blame on ourselves? Is, is this a reflection of something that's going on inside? Well, it's it's not blame. You know, the first thing is 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 to be able to look at it from an accurate standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when I look outside of myself, um, I know the whole concept as far as the con is concerned that what it is I'm, just, I'm exactly looking at. If I believe that I'm an individual, then obviously I'm going to have a, a contemplation moment with being able to agree with such an imbalance that's occurring outside of me. But, you know, um, that would be from a fleshful uh, thinking uh, standpoint of um, feeling trapped in the body as far as bodily existence. See, bodily existence deals with, I think is, um, I can't remember the Sanskrit name, but it deals with the uh, crown chakra deals with the um, rooted self, deals with the um, imbalances in the rooted self that cause one to feel as if they are the body. Therefore, when they look outside of themselves and they see these imbalances occurring in other bodies, they feel the friction. They feel the substance that disagrees with them. That's an astral component because it's a feeling. It's not a physical thing. It's something you feel. That means it's something that interrupts your field of existence. That means you're one with the feeling. So the fact is, is that, you know, um, when you look at uh, an action that gives off a resonance that doesn't make you feel right, but the feeling that you want to really tap into, it's the feeling you really want to register, it's the feeling you really want to change. Don't look at the person. You really want to you really want to digest the feeling because it's a cosmic thing. It's the whole and not a particle. It's the whole tribe and not a man. So it's the concept. It's the fact that we all agree that the norm that we agree that the norm is is actually not actually the norm. It's not normal to be this way. But when you look at the particular paradigm we live in. It's structured based off of rules and regularity that aren't that are not honorable. So, um, based off of acquiring such a lifestyle, we're going to see things that are not digestible, so to speak, cosmically, so to speak. So, therefore, mentally, we're going to um, how can I say? 
develop this illusion that we're going to register astrally in our emotions as incomplete. We're going to feel it every day. And then we're going to see these imbalances physically in our material lives as it matriculates from a substance, a higher substance. I mean, we all commune within this higher substance. It's just that we're not aware of it. We don't have the knowledge base to formulate substances in the higher uh, frequencies of life. So we uh, maintain a mundane life of physical attributes and we accumulate physical things. And whenever we um, feel dissatisfied, we try to um, bridge that satisfaction based off of a material substance. And that's just purely illusionary. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see something that doesn't agree with you, that physical act stems from a mental frequency. That's where the problem is. That's where the problem should be digested. And and that's where the uh, solution should be formulated. But it has to be done as an organized effort, meaning multiple souls share the same reservoir of thoughts. So you are one as soul, but you, are, you may um, appear different as bodies. So this is why we, as an organized effort, we must, uh, you know, come together as a community to um, handle situations like this in a healthy form and fashion where it's practical to create a society where, you know, we don't see these imbalances and don't know what to do about it. But you have to be healthy in order to um, create such a bond amongst a community to where friction and debates are not the uh, topic of interest because whenever you see an imbalance, it's a friction. Whenever you see a debate, it's a friction. And that's not something that's going to create fundamental foundation. Only balance creates a uh, sound foundation. And if you want to build, then we uh, we can't build with um, um, imbalances. Friction is mine. So whenever you see something outside of yourself that is not um, organized within your cellular self, it's not going to register. It's not going to feel good. It's going to interrupt your field of existence, your auric value. This is when you get together as spiritual beings and you do something about it. Mm-hmm. Organize effort. And this is where we create the entities needed in the community to be able to create something as far as the scenery, as far as the way we commune, the way we want it to be, the way we deem it to be. It's just not going to happen. But the fact is, if we're going to see such a negative nine, that means we have to create a positive nine to offset it. To offset it, yeah. You know, it's just a mathematical equation you're looking at when you see the negative components laying outside of yourself, most likely telling you that you've got the positive components to do something about it. Mm. You know, I mean, that's the way I see things. No doubt. No doubt. But overall, it stems from even dealing with relationships. I mean, we can't relate with each other a lot, so we see a lot of imbalances, you know, occurring daily. And it stems from the imbalances uh, in ourselves uh, as a community as well. You know, it's like, it's like I, I know a lot of people in relationships, but I never actually, I never actually met a true single a true single person, someone who is truly single. You know, I've met people that are particles of self, and they may be by themselves, but 
I never met a whole single in the concept of, of what a single is as far as one, one in whole, one in self, one that understands self, one that's complete. I mean, that's truly a single. So, um, you know, a lot of people want to bond and grow and matrimony and with other uh, souls that's um, traveling in, 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 in other vessels, hopefully of um, opposite genders whatever, but at the same time, you know, um, they don't, they're not one with themselves. They're not complete with themselves. They've never truly been a single, and it all stems from the one. You know, so I'm getting into ones and zeros now because it's very basic and very elementary when you understand this concept or you understand the aspect of what I'm, what I'm about to relate. Because, you know, to be single is to be one, and then one is a number. It's the first number on the material spectrum. But one radiates from the zero. And if everyone, you know, if you do the research, you'll find out that zero is not technically a number. It creates numbers. It's the fundamental foundations of numbers. It's how you will look at the womb, infinity, eternity, and it creates. From an esoterical standpoint, one is creation and zero is eternity. But at the same time, you know, um, it's all about how you uh, uh, gain your, um, how can I say, knowing through the womb, through the navel, through um, the love and the nurturing of your, your guardians. You know, it really stems from um, the aspects of, of, of integrity and balance between the, um, the two um, bodies that created you, that created the body that you lay in the body that you chose to um, travel in because you did choose the body and you did choose your parents, but that's a whole other story. But at the same time, it's hard to say I know a true single in my community because we come from a lot of broken homes. So me understanding um, certain sciences and just love in general, I can look outside of myself and know a lot of people don't even understand the whole the whole realization of what love actually is as far as the frequency, as far as how it's emitted, as far as how it's radiated, as far as tangibly what it is, as far as celestially what it is, people don't understand. But if I can just lay it out in a frequency, it can be uh, clinically um, registered mentally on a frequency level, meaning love is a frequency clinically that resonates within you. And if tested it, you should be able to resonate on this frequency level at 500,000 hertz, which says you're um, resonating on a love frequency. When you're technically healthy, your body resonates at 360,000 hertz. So, um, you know, when you're healthy, you're on your way to being able to emit love. One million hertz is when your body is at a point of enlightenment. So technically... um, How do we go about Checking out hurts. Um, you can Google it actually. All this information is Googleable, so to speak. Okay. You know, but um, you can just type it in Google, and all of these, you know, should be a good amount of information that pops up on on registering frequency and things of that nature, as far as um understanding it on a um practical level. But this is a uh, clinical research that's been done by multiple doctors, and as far as uh, in the uh, in, in this uh, modern field of study. So it's not modern information. It's actually ancient, but you can Google it and find it within the modern field of study. 
no doubt. You know, and there are, are there machines that are available or? Yeah, there's definitely machines that are available that resonate Hertz level. Um, they say the heart resonates the highest Hertz level that can be uh, sensed at least 10 to 12 miles even further away from the body. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely machines out there that that, um, that can um, test the particular auric value and Hertz level that surrounds your your vessel. You know. But this is something that can be increased through meditation. Meditation is just the whole completeness and oneness and balance within yourself so where you're not letting external bits of information interfere with your, uh, how can I say, auric feel and value. You, what you do is you have full control of your thoughts, minds, and everything that emits from you. And you're very, very structured when it comes to, you know, what you let into you. When it comes to bits of information, you won't let any any uh, flash drive plug into your uh, computer because you might get a virus. You know, you won't let anything just download into your hardware because you might you might get something that's going to not appropriately interface with, with the hardware that you already have. So it's very you know important to understand your body as hardware. Mm-hmm. You know, we can look at your body. You're not your body. You know, so you, but you, um, cause like, you didn't get the manual for for the uh, vessel, your vehicle, the automobile, automobile that you're in. So you don't, when things go wrong, you don't know what to do. So you call on what you deem a professional. But the professional you called has a uh, a PhD, uh, a degree in psychology, but not on your type. Of vessels, meaning they don't know, they don't understand the infrastructure of that particular kind of vessel. So you're going to the wrong mechanic for your automobile. So they're, di- they're, they're hooking it up to these machines that's misdiagnosing it. It's very important to understand yourself, though, because your cells can rebuild themselves. They were meant to, uh, they were created in that way, as long as you give them the nutritives, the nutrients needed to do so. They will continue to do so, but there's multiple kinds of nutrients. There's, there's nutrients for the cerebrum, there's nutrients dealing with the solar plexus, the nutrients dealing with the mandula oblongata, different components of the brain, different aspects of your body. You need to understand these different components of your brain and how to relate with them, how to commune with them, how to give them what they need and what we call time and space. You're the soul, you're not the body, but you didn't get the manual on how to deal with the body. That's the best, you know, that's where the you know, the misinformation comes in. So, um, but, you know, getting back to the whole concept, the whole um, aspects of building relationships, you can't build it without being fundamentally um, sound within yourself, being 100% within yourself. But being 100% within yourself is part of your life journey. It's not immediately reaching a sound age of maturity, so to speak, and then um, getting into matrimony. That's just going to cause further problems, actually. You know, because of the fact that if you understand where you are, you understand that due to the incompleteness of the lineage, that part of, your, part of your reason for being here was to become complete in yourself to help rebuild your lineage. So, you know, you don't want to be a fifth of a man and be a fifth of a woman and only create a tenth of a child. You know what I mean? Explain that, please. Yeah, can you take that a little further into that? You know, it's like, all right. We we only there's multiple ways you can look at it. 
you know, I'm going to explain it in, 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 in different degrees. Okay. So one degree is the whole aspects of um, how we're operating as um, as people and, and how we're not operating as human beings. That's one aspect that you can look at to say, well, you're not operating as yourself. Who exactly are you operating as? You know, um, and what capacity are you um, operating? This is something we should really look at because it's, it's not in honor with our forefathers. You know, it's not in, in, in um, we're not living with the integrities of building fundamental foundations for the future because we have no clue as far as what's happened and what's, uh, how we can change the past. You know, uh, we look at life as a linear. Mm-hmm. So we don't think we can change the past. You know, we think we have to accept it or we think that the fact that we don't know it, then that's a perfect reason to ignore it or to build upon the future, just look at the future. Not but knowing it, time is centrifugal. Excuse me? I said not realizing it's time is centrifugal. Yeah, exactly. It is, you know? And to understand how to break the layers and supersede the, the, the whole concept of time and space. You know, but your cells itself have to be able to um, tap into these auric fields within time and space. If we get so physical, we think of um, equating problems to a physical um, subjective, meaning this problem has to be solved physically. But no, the blueprint isn't physical. The blueprint is mental. So technically, you have to solve the problem in the blueprint first, which is a mental issue. Yeah, we only use 5% of our brain. That's an issue now. You know, we don't, I mean, people want to fight and this and that, but they don't contest the school system as far as why well, you only teach them to use a third or not even. I mean, practically, we have the capability to use a fifth, and then I even teach them that. But on top of that, even if you were at the peak of your game and using 10, you know, at the same time, what it really boils down to is, all right, that's the, uh, what I'm talking about now, when that brain aspect is the, Cerebrum, the top brain, the brain dealing with intellect and um, motor skills, because that's that um, aspect of doing um, physical uh, miraculous uh, things when that brain is um, that component is heightened on that level. But the solar plexus is the soul of the body, is the life of the body, and that's the predominant brain. That's the brain that lays dormant because of the lifestyle that we have chosen to to live when it comes to um, what we consume and digest, because we consume things are, are undigestible. And that really affects the, um, the whole digestive system. Therefore, the body itself is not able to break down or you're not giving it the appropriate nutrients. And if you did, it wouldn't break it down. So the solar plexus isn't able to do its job and supply the body with the nutrients it needs, the whole, all the major organs. And the liver being a major one, because the liver is the seat, or should I say, well, plexus in general is the seat of your emotions. So we have a problem emotionally as people. I know, I know that. We um, think we can hide this aspect of ourselves. You know, we've been stripped of so many things that the one thing um, we are um, enlightened about is the one thing that um, was, um, how can I say, um, diligently uh, planned against and attacked, which is our feelings. We want to look at it as a tangible thing. We want to look at the whips and chains and things like that. But it's our feelings and it's our minds. That's where all the um, 
strategic planning is taking place to infiltrate the uh, larger aspects of who it is we actually are as a, as a nation, as a people, as a culture. So, you know, getting into relationships, you know, a man and a woman can bond, can create, can create bonds, can create so many miraculous things if they were truly single in self. If they were truly one with self, then they would actually know what love is. Because to be whole is actually to be in tune with yourself from the one to the nine. Because the whole is a zero, so it's a circular thing, not a linear thing. So to be whole is to be complete. To be truly complete is to be truly single. Meaning you have fundamental foundations to say you're single, to say you're one. And therefore you will be able to radiate love, emit love. And therefore, give love, and therefore be able to obtain love. That's the whole aspect of um, of um, good relations, you know, and being able to create something complete. If two, if a man and a woman gets together, and both of them are complete in self, from beginning to end, they have balance between the one and the nine, meaning not the negative one not the positive one, but the one and nine, back to the own, meaning they're balanced. They're not on either side of the scale. They have no imbalances. There's no debates. There's no arguments. The total balance. Mm-hmm. That's being in tune with yourself. But there's a science behind relationships here in these three dimensions. And that's just us understanding how to play our roles from a logical and, and intuitive standpoint. I mean, a lot of women right now that are, you know, through manipulation, heavy, heavy manipulation, whether it's through food of substances, of material substances like food of mouth, or whether it's food of higher ethereal, ethereal substances like food of thought. But there's a lot of, um, you know, manipulation going on. And uh, you'll see um, a lot of roles are being um, traded where you see um, psychologically, because we are psychological people, it's not fundamental. You'll see a lot of women taking on male roles, and that's a psychological thing that uh, can be um, seen through um, substances like food and also substances like information, bombarded information continuously. And then also what people um, should understand is the whole um, whole aspect. I don't want to get to, um, into certain certain components, but the whole aspect of what we're utilizing in trade is what we would call money, is what we would call um, um, Federal Reserve notes. That's, what, that's something we want to really understand because a lot of times, you know, I mean, I'm a man that loves to create, and I love to, to say that I can create and do things, and I don't live my life based off of what we would call money. But I mean, a lot of people that equate these fiat notes to their um to their foundation in life, as if these Federal Reserve notes create fundamental foundations in life. No. You know, you internally have to create that, and then you'll find paths open up for you that would, um, you know, um, fundamentally, um, you know, uh, keep you sound in, uh, in life as far as the material things you need in life would be given to you, so to speak. You just have to um, understand uh, how to create balance and reflect that balance externally and be able to organize. If you can, it's going to be hard to create organization in your community. You know, 
outside your community as well. So, but it all stems from the relationships of two single beings. You really have to be truthfully single to actually um, bond and create organizations. Like even in organizations, like uh, you have to be able to um, think uh, clearly on your own. And then when you bond with other minds, with a clear mind, other clear souls in mind, then you'll be able to create substance uh, of true nature that can actually, um, how can I say, create fundamental foundation for those who may not be able to do the same thing. You know? So, but, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too, too, um, into it without getting some feedback. I might be going left, I might be going right, I'm not sure, so I always have to get a little feedback, keep me centered. What would you say to the person who would who would refute that and be like, look, B, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I can't find peace if I can't pay my bills, or I'm a creative person, but I can't find that kind of peace that you're talking about if I don't have the fiat or the funds in order to fund my creation because I know a lot of people with you know ideas and they got inventions in their head but they don't they're not businessmen I'm I'm sorry say that again I said I mean people can can can, see I'm only talking from experience so I'm not I'm not talking from a book I'm not talking about belief you know, I'm like, I'm like, so, you know, if anybody's going to rebuke my experience, then, you know, all I'm going to say is uh, then speak on your experience. And if you can't create, then you're lacking something that's making you deficient. And it's a nutritive thing. It may be something ethereal. Now, all I know is a communal thing, meaning I'm, 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 I'm always reaching for more. I'm always yearning. For more, and the whole aspect that I have about life is not about oh um, I can't pay my bills, oh I need this, oh I need that because I'm going to create it just by thinking that way. I don't even think that way. So if anyone was to ever come to me with those kind of thoughts, I would be like, well, kill those thoughts. That's your problem because I don't even think that way. I mean, we are psychological people. We are mental beings. So it all stems from the thought. So, I mean, whatever it is you're thinking, then you might need to just check your thoughts and just be real, you know, because it's a community thing. It's a If I step into my old neighborhood, I don't stay there too long because the energy is, is a poverty mind energy. It's the way that people think creates the community. So I got to create a large enough entity to infiltrate the community to change the psyche of the community. Because you are psych- uh, people that are connected um, as far as uh, mentally, you are, how can I say, are psychological people. So if you're going to implement change, then it has to be on that kind of frequency. So if anyone comes to me with a physical um, friction-type mentality, then I'm going to say, well, that's where your problem is. Because as a creator, you're, you're looking at things um, from a substance standpoint, meaning you're looking at the um, elemental components. You're looking at the... Uh, fire, the water, the air, you know, looking at the um, the earth, but you're not looking at the ethereal component that created it. 
you know, you're in between um, fire and water and you're causing friction in yourself and you don't see the fire and water are the same elements. So that friction is occurring between substances and you're feeling it and you're seeing it. That's a communal thing. That's something that's, oh, that's been going on in, in my community since I've been born. I just managed um, to, um, you know, be able to maintain a particular mental frequency that enables me to keep building. But I know it takes effort amongst a nation to, to actually get a true fundamental foundation built. Yeah. Yes, indeed. What are your concepts of uh, nationality in the uh, pretense of nation building? Well, I mean, so I don't get too, too like, the whole nationality aspect, um, I mean, is there anything direct? I don't want to talk too vague because I don't really want to talk too vague on it, but is there anything direct, like, as far as, um, as far as, you know, my, you say, what are my um, concepts on the nationality? Uh, well, you you were talking about community. And you were talking about, you know, the collective. Uh-huh. And I'm just reflecting on a show that was, done previously on another ledge where the brother came and said that nationality is community. It is, you know, it is, you know, uh, it's, it's basically what we're talking about as, you know, this, this term, this uh, concept that people use when they say conscious community, that's not even reality, it's a concept. You know, um, nationality and sovereignty are concepts as well, in my humble opinion, until it's actually actualized. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's all just, I mean, first of all, we really want to look at how we're conversing, how we're choosing to expand our mental energy amongst each other. Mm-hmm. I'm using a genderless language to express my multi-gender thoughts, meaning my thoughts resonate specifically through, you know, multiple multiple, uh, um, generations. So, you know, um, words can't justify certain things of expression, certain ways of expression, because they're material words, and we're not material beings. So they can justify the lower components of self as far as the the material things that we can create. But technically, um, anything higher than as far as love and frequency that emit within an enlightenment, those are not material substances of, of, of the truly higher frequencies that we have to be uh, tapped into our higher selves to really um, see the full picture together as one. But you start to understand frequency is like you have to take, it's, it's alchemic, really, when you look at it. Because people run from the dead space properties for some reason, but you can't. It's like you have to take it in and alchemically transmutate it into a higher essence, a higher frequency. So a lot of times, um, if you understand what you're doing, you can take a lot of what people call heartache, a lot of uh, pain and so forth, and it doesn't have to be so painful if you know how to transmutate it. 
But if you run from it, that's a whole other story. You know, you might, you know, create, well, you will create an emotional imbalance, and all emotions eventually seize themselves from somewhere in your organ. They have to manifest that way. So um, the best thing to do is take care of it mentally. You know, be aware of certain things um, that occur in the causal field of, of your existence. And the causal field exists in your mind, but we all share that field together. We all live in that field together, but we don't consciously operate there together. You know, if we did, then we would build miraculous things and do miraculous things because it would be like a hybrid mind. And with that, we will download higher or much more bits of information. You know, this is the thing with relationships, too, how two people can get together and, and be able to do miraculous things because of the two, um, the two bodies, the two souls, you know, bridging a particular gap specifically and being able to bond materially and um, matriculate or liquidate a lot of their, um, you know, historical forces into matter, so to speak. It's a mystical thing, but it's very practical. It's not so mystical that it's not practical. A lot of the lives we live today, as I look outside of myself, can be seen as mysticism, but because of the lack of knowing, you know, a lot of people don't know how to break these uh, mystical bonds. It's not as as mystifying as as people think it is. And as far as nation building, as far as being um, with a nation, yeah, I mean, but the whole concept of nation, like you said, or you were coming to, is about um, loyalty, uh, honesty, uh, respect, integrity, and, you know, other words that describe oneness. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, You know, but when it comes down to it, it all comes down to being the whole. It all comes down to what we would call the womb or the zero. I mean, all these words of, of you know, oneness, of loyalty, of integrity, of honor, respect, of, all these words still boil down to one main thing, and that's being complete. It's like if you are totally complete within yourself, you cannot dishonor anything because you have full honor within you. It's that simple. You know, uh, it's not rocket science. We have these um, imbalances in our bodies because of the lifestyle that we choose to live and these imbalances and create these integrities. And then we lose the concept or the idea of how and what it is to propose. The next thing you know, we lack the love and the enlightenment within ourselves to live a life that radiates that same love and enlightenment. You know, but you weren't taught this. You were born into, um, you know, uh, a feeling that... You know, we never thought of it being, uh, you know, our floor. You know, and exactly that was, that's what life is, is about creating new levels and elevating yourself to new levels and always breaking the ceiling and creating that ceiling into a floor just to elevate yourself to new levels. We, we um, have learned um, not to do that, you know. But, it, you know, it's about love and self because everything, a lot of um, a lot of these energies comes from the umbilical cord and the equivocal essence in the womb, it's um, very important to address, um, you know, the whole love concept, you know. Okay. And in your humble opinion, how beneficial is studying the information, all right? And when I say the information... Such a vague word because I'm speaking about a plethora of different topics and subjects of schools of thought, personas, 
personalities, uh, you know, books, all kind of things. I mean, I'm just speaking about it as a whole, but it represents so much. You, you feel me? Like, yeah. it's arcane. I got a, I got, I have a, a collection in front of me, sitting on, in front of me right now of a thousand books in all different subjects on um, a, 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 a digital file and whatnot. And that, that's just scratching the surface. So what, in your humble opinion, again, and we're speaking about loving self, how beneficial is studying and getting into the uh, the path of, you know, consciousness and knowledge seeking? Like how important is that? into loving oneself. And the second question would be if a person, and and this goes into the third question as well, if a person didn't demonstrate the willingness or the, um, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't display the willingness to study through, through the, um, through the, um, avenue of higher education or through consciousness reading books, watching lectures and things of that nature, does that negate that person from receiving, from, from um, you know, developing self-love? Nah, I mean, I don't think um, books uh, create self-love, to be honest. You know, I think um, books are more um, of an intellectual uh, stimulant as far as the cerebral uh, cortex is concerned. You know, um, I think... Uh, it deals heavily with the intellect and logic. Um, but the books themselves come from an intuitive um, uh, force. You know, the books themselves are pulling from a field of existence that we all pull from. You know, all the information that's laid out in books, in the box, and you laid out and you flip the pages, and you read with some symbols of grimoires that unlock particular components. They, you know, and they call them spells. But all these spells, these grimoires, these books, they um, resonate space. You know, when you look into space, you see nothing, but everything is born from it. So it's a particular um, aspect in space that if you create more, you really want to focus more on self and be able to resonate into a higher plane so you can tap into all these books too. You don't have to go through the person's renditions. You can go directly to the source and understand it in a simplistic fashion because everybody else is just unrevealing, revealing things and they don't really know the true Revelation. So the best thing to do is focus, like I was saying, more on the cerebral, but more on the solar plexus and different faculties of your body to unlock your full potential. Of that radiates so surpass your body. I mean, you're not your body. You can't get into the concept. It is a con. You know, we can't buy it for so long to we just lock ourselves and the soul doesn't really get to really embrace life. This is a grand institution, or how can I say? Um, you know, um, school of school of thought, and uh, you know that's basically how I do it. Because I, me personally, I never read a full book in my life. I don't really get into the books too hard, to be honest. Uh, if it's not legal stuff, as far as understanding legal, and you know, you know, just you know, understanding law and codes and statutes and things like that, then you know, I'll, I'll crack up because that's just rules of engagement when you when you you know playing the game, so to speak. So that's just you understand the rules of the game, but life itself, you know, um, getting you know more in tune with your cellular components and 
radiating a particular frequency that's going to help you root yourself in the celestial soil of life that's that's internal. That's you treating yourself right, healthy. You know, that's you having healthy thoughts, you know, willingly, meaning you have to will yourself into a healthy state of mind, no matter what's going on outside of you. You have to take the effort to will yourself into a healthy state of mind. Because it is, it is your mind that controls your emotions and your body, so you got to start from the top down. And it's very, that's a realistic way to look about it. And then you have to engage with other people that way. As a community, this is how we got to engage from the top down. We got to have so much love and respect for our minds, for what we think. What if, so what do you tell a person who may be actively participating in, you know, strengthening, you know what I'm saying, their mind, strengthening their foundation by, developing cleaner thoughts, uh, treating their body good, you know what I mean, working out, eating right. But people that are surrounding them are doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that goes into the question of, because we're talking about healthy relationships and whatnot, we would say to the individual who finds themselves in a relationship with a mate or spouse, or even a business partner who uh, they're not on the same path. They don't share the same um, frequencies. They don't share the same dietary uh, regimen. Yeah, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Lifestyle, basically, yeah. There's a a conflict of interest when it comes to a lot of things. You know, you're going to see that. You're going to see people grow apart because of um, this information and then also the um, inability to digest the information appropriately because a lot of times we don't look at information as a digestible thing, as a as how we look at food. So a lot of times people want to take on all this information. I mean, you wouldn't take on food the same way. You would take off one, one bite at a time. You know what I mean? One bite at a time, and then you chew it, digest it. If it tastes good, if it feels good, if it goes out well, if it gives you nutrients, then you might take another bite. You know what I mean? But a lot of times you do that with information. You just gather this shit down because the first bite was good. You know, and that may interfere with relationships too because, you know, you don't really know where you're going. You might be getting somewhere you don't want to be a little too fast. And it may cause a little, you know, um, how can I say, you know, a little uh, imbalance, a little friction in the relationship, but, but, you know, that's one side of the equation. But then there's the other side of the equation of everybody uh, makes choices. And if you, cho- if, you, if you made that choice, then it's not to look at the person, it's to look at yourself. And, you know, I like to say, well, did I get too far in the contract to, to, to terminate the contract? Or it's almost like that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I made, damn, damn, I found the contract already. I'm already matured two years into it, and I want to, you know, I want to uh, avoid it now. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. of, you know, because it's not really what I signed up for, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? Based off of my, um, you know, maturity state of mind. You know what I mean? So, but as you grow into, say, you're having a better lifestyle, you're working out, you're eating right, you're going to get smarter, too. It's going to affect your brain. You're going to have more oxygen. You're going to... You know, you're going to trigger certain neurons. You're going to connect certain neurons that wasn't stimulating before. And you're going to get, you know, what people say, I'm a little bit more intelligent. You know, you're going to see more, feel more, want more. 
And it's best to do this with your mate together because if both of you are feeling more, wanting more, you're going to create more. But if only one of you is doing it, then you're going to most likely separate because, you know, you're going to um, be emitting a different frequency now. You're not emitting the same frequency that caused a relationship to um, create its bond, so to speak. So the frequency has changed, so it's going to be a mild adjustment where uh, the frequency, again, is going to readjust and bond with alternative frequencies that suit, you know, the um, you know the uh, level of what's being emitted, so to speak. Oh. Real quick, for the family that may be listening on their computers, the call in number is 347-637-2135. 347-637-2135. The live stream will terminate at 11 p.m. Eastern. We will go into the after hours on the um, on the uh, on the call and whatnot. But you have to be on the phone line in order to participate. So it's 347-637-2135. All right. Please continue, brother. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to touch upon finances, too, because I think that's the biggest issue now is understanding um, finances or what we call finances. And this is a large time, a large thing, because it's not digestible for us for some reason as a community, this whole, this whole concept of finance, of, of debt, of credit, of understanding this, because if it was, we wouldn't be in the situation. So it's very key um, to be able to organize on this level and build uh, a practical, uh, how can I say, path. Because I, as I as I listen to you talk and I and I and I understand the questions that people will have when it comes to you know being in tune with self and then also being financially able to support their families, it's um, all relative. Because healthy relationships will create healthy financial. Um, um, how can I say, realization of financial satisfactions in life. If a man and a woman in our culture cannot bond and grow emotionally and mentally, then they're not going to, or we are not going to be able to build anything physically. We're going to be looking for alternative physical um, gain because it's not working in the house. It's not working in the tribe. We can't build this tribe, so we're looking for alternative ways to eat. Well, it really shouldn't be an alternative way. It just should be that way. Any alternative way would be more friction because it's not creating oneness. It's just trying to find an alternative way to survive. All right, it's all right if you're thinking, well, it's just temporary for me to survive. Well, I don't know if it's all right, but if you're just thinking it's temporary just for me to survive, but with practical thinking, it should just be more of a dormant state to where you know, look, this is just temporary because for my children, this is not good. You know, for their children, this is not good. It may work for me right now or this year, but, you know, for the generation, this is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where, you know, practically thinking, psychologically, we have to come up with a plan that liberates our minds and our emotions to, so we can actually share the same field together and build off the same field. Because as human beings here, when you understand the, the particular uh, political structure as Understanding our lineage, we should not have this problem we're having if we understand our lineage, if we understood the corporate structure, 
if we understood the corporate structure that um, that reigns upon us, then we'll understand how to utilize and, and be uh, more of a have the structure work for us, so to speak. You know, flip the script because the script has been flipped on us, but we don't really understand the rules of engagement. So a lot of the times we end up in a place that we don't want to be because we understand the information. You know, our, how can I say, ions was not informed, you know, which is information, efficiently for us to mentally, emotionally, and physically do the things necessary to survive or to build and to emit and to grow as a society. I mean, we'll we, we do so much miraculous things if we weren't so miseducated as a people. You know, there's this basic bottom line is we just lack the information to do necessary things in life as a community. That's just what it is, basically. We have the, uh, we were born with the necessary abilities, but we tend to live a lifestyle that constantly, instead of collecting energy, we are just, we are just setting it off. We are just letting it off. We are just giving it away. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, we're not able to, um, we're not able to uh, live our full potential because we're not consuming the appropriate substances. You just look at people in the community, you can just look at their bodies and you just know. Or people already know, listen to me, you know, the kidney, the liver, pancreas, gallbladder, all that stems from the mind. Every last organ, every last imbalance, every last cancer, every last disease is all mental. So, you know, that in itself should, should speak a lot. But in general, it's just back to the realization that as a community, we just need to harmonize. You know, like right now, I've got this nonprofit that, you know, we got together to your body a temple of awareness and put that together basically to um, create more information of exactly what I'm talking about, of how to create, you know, stability in the community through a bridging gas with entities, with actual organizations, and with creating more, you know, understanding of how to uh, educate our children outside of um, the educational system, you know, so they can, um, uh, you know, facilitate, uh, you know, business and grow business. Because the 14 is no reason why, you know, um, with the mind, what we call a uh, young adult, should not be able to run business. You know, it just uh, should be common sense at that, at that age. I see it a lot when I, when I, um, when I do research and I, I study the uh, you know Hasidic community and, and and the Jewish the Jewish community and other communities that build their own um, like the Jewish they build their yeshivas and things like that and the the type of knowledge that comes out of um, when you build your own is more knowledge that's um, that's uh, more about uh, building your nation. You yeah. Know, you know, so that just keeps your nation. Um, you know, growth potential, you know, um, on increase. So uh, if you're not doing that, then um, somebody, else is in, somebody else is investing in your nation, whether it's for your nation to remain stagnant or whether it's for your nation to, to uh, you know, uh, to prosper, regardless, but you just want to have more control or we as a people want to have more control of the information that 
is bleeded into our community and how we utilize the information to create establishments because there's no establishments coming out of the public school system when it comes to our communities. Like anybody, you know, they don't come out treating businesses and, and, and you know, elevating the, you know, those that are coming after them with opportunity. But, mm-hmm. you know, other cultures seem to do that very well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is a cultural thing. And I, I just say that because I don't get into a Crayola thing, you know, with color spectrums. This, you know, colors are illusions and they all stem from the reality of the shadow. So I don't get too caught up in, in you know, colors and things of that nature. You know, I understand that we are a human race and we're all here. So my mm-hmm. thing is to. We have to take the lead, though, as a community because of the fact that there is no lead right now. So, um, and there's a reason for that because there is no one competent enough to do it. Or there is no one one um, organization or community competent enough to do it because it's not going to be. It has to be a collective thing. It has to be a day and time where people can understand that it's not about, you know, this nationality or that nationality. You know, it's about more or less all nationalities, how can I say, maintaining a particular integrity. Because as na- as nations, you can be a national of a, you know, a certain nation that lacks a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's going on a lot, uh, right now. So it's, for me, it's not really about, oh, yeah, you know, you you know, you got to, you know, be with this nation, you got to have a nation. I mean, and, all right, you get with your nation, but then you got to check your nation because everybody got bad colons and have diabetes and high blood pressure and, you know, and, you know, they haven't had bowel movements in months or weeks. And so you're looking at that and like, well, you know, I'm right, but everybody's sick though. So that's a lack of integrity that's going on with inside everybody's organs. So when it comes to politics, no one can actually make a fundamental sound decision outside of themselves because none of their organs are fundamentally sound, meaning their mental capacity to think is not fundamentally sound. And this is just based off of a mindset and body assessment. Anyone can just look and, and at a person's um, physical capabilities when it comes to their internal organs and mind and know that they're capable of making a sound decision when it comes to the material things and the physical things of life outside of themselves. So this is a basic thing that everyone should really look at when they're dealing with people and dealing with themselves because you want to maintain good health or you can make better choices in life. You know, I think we're intuitive. You feel it. You know, you know, through left or right. But if your organs are imbalanced, you might feel something that tells you to go left when it really was mean to go right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it's just good to have that balance inside of you so your radar will always be on point. You know. And that's real talk. It's a community thing. Like, we have to be a community effort. Like, everybody has to get together on this you know, kind of hybrid mind and understand that it's cooking, it's the eating, it's the um, drinking, it's the uh, all the substance in the entertainment, it's all the substances that we take in as a community that we need to have control of, you know. I mean, I go in the herd and it's just every other food, but I don't see no food that's related to our cuisine, which is ancient, you know, but it's a lot of other stuff that's more of a, the foods that are more um, modernized, 
and the substances that are um, within these foods are, um, are not digestible, and they really manipulate the particular cellular components molecularly in the in the uh, in the body. And this is just me doing my research, and this is in a lot of grocery stores. It's like it's like genocide, actually. You know, when you uh, look at it, but it's not forced. It's just been um, it's just been um, reintroduced in a formidable formidable fashion. It just, it just took a couple of generations to do it. So now you pay for your poison. You know, so that's another thing we need to look at because it really affects the mind and the emotions. And we don't really understand, but it does. And then we feed it to our children, and then they get diagnosed with it, diagnosed with that. Their life becomes a little harder. I mean, it's already hard on them because of the lack of love and lack of understanding of life and the lack of and the lack of and the lack of. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, now the lack of nutrition and lack of appropriate foods and lack of appropriate knowledge and, you know, but nothing wrong with a little manure time to time. It's just, just, I know for me, like, you know, growing up the way I grew up, you know, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have the, uh, yeah, golden spoon lifestyle. But you know, a lot of the things that I've experienced in life, um, I had to experience because it gave me an insight. Yes, experience things yes. that you know is made for um, made for the cinema, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And um, chapters so in the movie. What's up? Those chapters in the movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean. It got to a point where that's how I just saw my life, to where it was like, you know, this is like real things. Like, real talk. This is like, you know, I got to start looking at the chapters now because it's really, I can't even watch TV and see nothing like this. So, you know, I had to really understand that I, I started living my life because I want to make my memories. I didn't want my memories to make me. So, memories are things you have to create. You can't just lay around and have a great memory. You know, you literally have to go out there and create your memories. That's true. You know, so, you know, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I can't just sit around and have this ideal of I just want to get a good job and pay bills. I mean, what kind of memories are those that's going to create for me and my family? What am I going to sit down and tell my children? You know, like, you know, uh, what I've done in my life, what I was able to do in my life, you know, the soul that was able to, you know, cross paths with and grow and evolve. And, Things I want memories, some of grand memories, you know, like you know, your grand your coworkers and your boss and yeah, exactly three years and the, the water cooler conversation, all of that is fly. Yeah, and then when you get a little older, you know, we're talking about your cancer, your cancer and your diabetes and whatever else you got from not creating. You know, just staying dormant, letting everything build up. It's going to explode somehow, somewhere in you. That thing moves every life. But we got to do it together, though. This is not, it's like, I already am at a point where this is why I'm like doing so much hard work for the community because it's like um, that's the only way I can see life being glorious, so to speak. And that goes back to what I was saying, brother, about when I went to Miami, mm-hmm. like, not too many people could tell you, but the people that I brought there, you know, like my wife, do mm-hmm. five vibes, two other people, like they saw what was around, you know. It was, it was, it was, 
opulence, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Million dollar condo, movie theater in the building, you know, yeah. all kind of anemones, all of these anemones. But, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm in the elevator with Cubans and, and Europeans looking at me like, you know what I'm saying? Man, wild crazy. You know? And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't, you know. But that's, I don't even, I don't even let stuff like that run. I mean, you know, I lived in Florida for, like, about nine years or so. And, and even, like, even here where I'm at now, I know I'm moving around, but it's like, um, so the whole colon, the whole solar plexus, obesity, uh, that, it doesn't have a, um, it, it, it doesn't matter what culture you talk about. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Any, it has no prejudice or anything. What is it? No. It doesn't so, follow the rules of classism. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, we in America, and we and we so to speak, and we everybody's contracted to this lifestyle. So when you see someone like, a, I mean, I mean. I see it in every culture now. So it's not about how you look. It's about how you treat yourself. You know, so I'm more concerned about how a person treats themselves, treats their body. And then I'm automatically looking at how they treat their mind. I don't really care where they come from. I don't care. But if you just look out of order, I mean, you're going to treat me out of order. Mm-hmm. So I care less about, you know, which part of the earth you came from or which part of Gaia or or which, you know, which uh-huh. It wasn't what I was building on. Well, no, 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 no. I that's not what you're about to say. I, I've experienced that in in Florida, where I, I don't want to. I don't want to go into culture naming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you talking about? You know, at the end of the day, um, what I was saying was, just being there, it still didn't satisfy anything because it was like. So much, you know what I mean? Like it just some people would be elated, you know what I mean? They would, they would love to be in that environment and love to have. And there's work to do, and there's you know so much work to do, and the people really need. You know, there was nothing in that building that people really needed. Yeah, yeah. They could yeah. truly bring them to where they needed to be, in terms of you know self develop. Um, self-development, things of that nature. Like, if you think, if you think a balcony, a pool, and a movie theater inside your building is the end-all, be-all to you for your self-development, then I think that, you know, you, you, know, you may be mistaken. Like, you may have to really check yourself on that one. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they will have to. People that may feel like, you know, to, to each his own, and I have a problem with that as well. Like, well, you know, that's cool, but for me, per se, you know, I was just like, that's more than that. I mean, I mean, that's how I look at it, so, I mean, wherever I'm at, it's a state of mind. So, if I'm somewhere where people like, you know, high-rises and Sundays and like to, you know, drink pina colada, I, that's just their state of mind. Like, all right, I guess this is just how they do it over here. Like, you know what I mean? So everybody like to do it. This is... But they agree. I guess this is not my 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 place to be, because 
because it, it's, it's, it's a mindset that, that we entertain. It's like, it's not physical. It's like when you enter New York, you enter, you enter New York State, which is a state of mind. State of mind. Yeah, I knew it's, so it's like it's a mindset, it's a collective agreement to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when you once you enter that agreement or you enter that mindset, you know you got to ask yourself, well, all right, can I can I swing it? Do I want to be here because I have to I have to become a part of this mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't want to be a part of this mindset, then I got to figure out a way to organize with similar people or similar souls that collectively think. The same way, and then we can go off somewhere and create our own state or create our own state of mind. Yeah, I know so. You know what I mean? But and that's just how it works. That's 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 practical, though. That's it's not hocus pocus. I mean, that's that's practical because you can't own land; you just acquire territories. And there's certain ways you can go about acquiring territories if you're in the appropriate capacity, and if you're collectively doing it as an organized unit. But it has to be as an organized union. You can't be just one man for two or three men. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, but you know, that's the whole you know idea, and, and you know everything stems from, and then you create the blueprint. That's the idea, the blueprint. All it takes is a crew. If I got a blueprint, I want to build a, a, a imperial, you know, dynasty with the blueprint. I got the big blueprint, but. Somebody else got the blueprint. It's me, and I'm in this big field, but I don't, I don't got the workers. I don't got no other foreman. There's nobody there, but then it's not gonna work. Exactly, and it goes right into what I'm learning now. This whole um, construction business that uh, you know the blueprint is the foundation. That when you show up on a site, it, it just can't be you pulling the damn blueprint. I, you know, I haven't shown. I haven't seen. Too many people build a house just by themselves. It's going to take a long time to do that, as opposed to applying that same, um, you know, aesthetics with the group. You know, people who are skilled carpenters, you have that play that position because they have the trade and the skill of carpentry. Then you have your plumbers, electricians, masons, and bricklayers. Certain people. You even have people who put the scaffolds up so everybody plays their part. Exactly. Everybody has certain skills that um, are conducive to the blueprint in order to finish building that temple or that house. And if you apply that concept to the many, it's a simple concept, you know what I mean? People look down on these blue-collar people like they're laymen, you know what I mean? But it's a simple concept that they've used to build high, Civilizations through time immemorial. They didn't, they didn't just start doing this family when they made, you know, in the industrial age. When your, you know, when your hero, your Jesus, the white man, started making, you know, uh, smelting iron and whatnot and, 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 and metal and stuff. This has been going on forever. You know, pyramids were built in, in similar ways. You know what I'm saying? Anchor watch and all of that. So, oh yeah, I mean, there's so much that was done that we 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 don't have the concepts for. We don't understand because we not we not. It's like we we want to understand Mac and stuff, but we still using Commodore 64. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know what I'm saying so it's like you know we don't have the uh, faculty uh, mentally to uh, 
break down the appropriate bits because we're still material. We're materialists. We actually think this material world is real. There's reality. We're so materialist that we want to 